0: with us on this 19th day of november 606 on the clock and 59 degrees and mostly clear outside here in southeast ohio again it's a sports fan presented by JK contract and we got a great show for you uh, of course leading us off right here at the top of the hour is trevor stevens and trevor it is good to hear from you how are you i'm good that's good and you know a lot of news has been coming out with the OHSAA with Bobcat basketball of course with the schedules being released for non-conference but let's start with the Ohio Bobcats a couple of Bobcats being recognized you know preseason both on the men's and the women's side yep Four four total
1: two boys two girls recognized on the OMa two actually three Bobcats on first team with one on second team on mac.
0: And, of course, Erica Johnson and C.C. Hooks, uh, first-team all-MAC preseason for the women's side of the uh, Bob Bolden's crew and then over to Jeff Bowles, uh, Preston in the first team, and uh, Van de Plas again uh, getting the second team. Yep. Uh, We're anticipating, you know, big seasons from from those two, and plus, you know, Ohio's now being recognized. They were last year the coaches' pull at the bottom, but with the job that Jeff Bowles was able to do with that team last year, you know, coaches are now ranking them second uh, preseason.
1: Yes, so Ohio has one first place vote on the men's side with 117 points. I remember it lasted talking about it because they got 12 votes, and that's the lowest this, that there are 12 coaches in Ohio was their last, and then they almost and then they finished in Cleveland in the top six.
0: Right. And you know, I I thought that they could have been like a dark horse team, the team that could go on, defeat Akron and, you know, maybe even have a shot at going out to the, the uh, you know championship game uh and maybe even into the NCAA tournament last year. I, I think that team had that capability, but of course that was cut short, uh, as was the, the season, you know, for across basketball. With with women's basketball of course, with Boldman's crew, um, you know, they they were playing well. And it, it is uh, recognition to see that, that they go from 12th all the way at the bottom all the way here up to the top. So,
1: in that women's team last year, the way that situation began, the, the top seed in Central Michigan was upset in that in their first game in Cleveland. So it's basically Ohio's tournament to lose, which then they got canceled before, after Ohio won their first game there. So,
0: Right, and it seems like year in and year out, Central Michigan's at the top in the women's basketball side. They, again, get that number one overall uh, for the preseason, number one overall spot, um, according to the coaches.
1: They got 10 first-place votes on the women's side. Ohio, surprisingly, on the women's side, Ohio has zero first-place regular season votes, but a second in votes to win the whole tournament. Central Michigan has six. Ohio's got three on the women's side.
2: Trevor, I want to pivot over to high school with you here for a second. Of course, uh, the lieutenant governor met with the OHSAA this week to talk about, I'm sure, winter sports and things like that. Or what kind of updates you have regarding uh, the, this basketball season and other, obviously, winter sports that uh, is coming up quickly here.
1: So basically, to- today, with Columbus going to level four, Columbus City Schools, has and along with a couple of other schools in that, around Columbus have decided to suspend their Alaix. let me pull up. So it's Columbus City Schools, Logan, Hillard Hailard, Southwest City schools, Bexley and Central and the Central Catholic League have all suspended their Alaiic programs for now. Mm-hmm. So Logan's the local team and that's and they are the latest they're December 23rd, so third right. Christmas. Right, and so how do you think
2: that's going to, you know, affect... Do you think there's a chance that at some point they just tell everybody to push their season back a little bit further and maybe the winter season goes a little longer this year, or they're going to just allow, like they did with football, whoever wants to play now can play, and if teams have wanted to opt out or not, that's their decision. But uh, it, are they just going to leave it all up to the schools once again?
1: That's what... Uh, from, that's what the OHSA say like p r guy said basically they went around seeing if what if seeing the what everyone thought the results were posted two days ago then yesterday with the curfew announced, they moved the championship games mm-hmm. today and and then with the level four Columbus city schools announced that they won't be closing and Soon after these others. I have a feeling, my personal feeling is it's up to the schools, but yeah. I would just say it's going to say go along with some of these teams that who can play, each other will play, but I expect more teams to just delay to either December, later in December, or into January next year. Right. I would just say their plans on hosting the basketball tournament in wrestling tournaments uh, mm-hmm. because at the same time like the set time and we'll work around it but it's going to be just like what oh, we saw the coaches vote the coaches have voted before in the past for basketball it's going to be a good voting if you are not playing the number of games that your most teams play which is like 27, 28 right. exactly and you know What are,
2: for these teams that are going to be able to go ahead and play, is it going to be the same kind of rules and regulations that they had for the, you know, like, volleyballs and, like, the indoor fall sports, or is there going to be any difference between uh, the indoor sports in the winter and the ones in the fall? Uh,
1: The one major difference is it's 300 fans per gym, Mm -hmm. and that's divided through both teams. So it comes out to around, like, 150 or so. Per player. And basically if you divide it out evenly it's going to be four tickets for a player and coach with some extra there too. But band cheerleading media basketball players on all teams like J V Rossi, freshmen mm-hmm. who are not playing and officials and coaches basically are not in the total count. Anyone that's deemed like a level one, which is basically student athletes, coaches, game officials, media, fans, yelling, like
0: a just listening. You know, one of the interesting things that you sent me here, Trevor, was that with the vote between the college, uh, the uh, you know different you know high schools in the area, and of course, as I go to mention it, disappears off my phone, but. You know, there was around 55% of, you know, all the OHSA member high schools saying that, yes, we want this winter season to happen and it should happen, you know, during its regular scheduled time. Then there was around 33% that said, you know, we want to have a winter season, but we also want to postpone it until, uh, you know, sometime around December 23rd or was it January 1st? Uh, I I got to scroll back up and find it. And then... You know, another 11 percent of the OHSAA schools said that they did not want to have any kind of of winter season. But, you know, when you break that down, uh, I was off by one percentage, 56 percent voted to move forward. Good memory. Um, But, you know, they postponed until January. Um, You know, it's it seems like the majority of the OHSAA schools want to move forward with a winter season. Uh, You know, it makes that 11 percent look a little bit less when you combine the other two. But it's looking more and more likely that this winter season will be postponed with the recent developments, uh, like you're talking about, uh, you know, up in Columbus.
1: Yep. So I have the same thing pulled up. So basically, if you just look at the number one to like 826, so mixed between superintendents, principals and alert administrators, which is another word for alert director. Basically, 826 of them in the state said that they want to, when this was submitted last week, to continue our schedule for the start of winter sports 2020-21. Now, the last choice says to suspend immediately and begin when, slash if, conditions change with the 11%. More of these, went to suspend all winter contests immediately and begin with a definite schedule in January. That's the way I think we're heading towards, based on the current numbers and the and the fifth year, which we can get into next, because that is already caused changes to the state championship games, and if you're trying to play triple-headers in basketball, the last game normally does not it's very odd it begins earlier than 7.30 normally. You're looking at 7.45, and if gyms have to be cleared by 10. The state is saying gyms have to be cleared by 10 p.m. no matter what, and like everyone has, to, then has to immediately go home. So you can play a game, 15 minutes, send everyone to the locker room and try to get the gym cleared as soon as 10 o'clock. I know a couple of games have been moved an
0: hour to, like, 6 o'clock and 5 o'clock starts for JV and varsity. Right. And, you know, they're saying, you know, they – I forget which school, and I think you probably sent me this information, uh, but when you're transitioning from, you know, the freshman team to the JV team and then uh, up to the varsity game, uh, they are clearing the gym and sanitizing it, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, so that's the team I was
1: thinking – Going to bring up this one school, can't remember which one. It's going to clear the gym and start 20 minute warm ups as soon as they allow the next game to begin. Now they have this curfew that they're also running against, that the state curfew, or if you're in Columbus or Cleveland, you have your own city curfews, which are different timings. Like the state curfew is at 10, but the, the Columbus one's at 6. So you're running into these different curfews yeah. that you're trying, especially if you're trying to clear the gym, battling two things at once.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and even the the thing that we saw today was that it's no longer you know the state championship games for football. You know it's no longer at Fortress Obits in 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 Columbus and Franklin County. Now they've moved it out to what was it Massillon? Um, yeah, you know, they, they because moved it's it. Massillon Home Stadium. Yeah. So and and Maslin is still playing. I mean, they're they're gonna have a state championship game right at the home field, am I am I wrong?
1: Yes, but that is true, but they're technically the visiting team for that contest. But it's the home field you practiced on it, you played on it four years for the seniors. Your crowd won't be able to trap doesn't have to travel. You could probably get fans your own fans would probably sit outside the fence and watch because it's a state championship game. Right.
2: So, okay. Trev- so Trevor, with the back focus on basketball once again, do you think we're going to have a, a thing where the entire state moves to one thing of we're all going to postpone, or do you think these places like, you know, down here where obviously cases are going up, but they're nowhere near the amount of volume as in other places, do you think – maybe they'll start playing now and these other schools will wait it out? Or do you think it's going to be, like, one whole movement if everybody decides we're going to postpone until, you know, X whatever
1: date? I have a feeling it's going to turn into that, even though the say says that schools make a decision. I have a feeling so many schools, it's going to be a mix. So mm-hmm. many schools are going to decide to cancel and wait it out for a bit, but then the OHSA won't, like, Put in mandates. It's schools when they feel ready, and when they see like their community is ready to play again. These schools will start scheduling, scheduling, and it's going to build back up to the levels that when we most Friday nights, Saturday nights, and you have a ton of games across the state.
0: And you know, do you have a feeling on what you know seems like Athens or Nelsonville, York or Trimble are are planning on doing? Because I haven't really heard anything from them yet. Uh, of course, Federal Hawking did send out what they were planning to do, but I was just interested in finding out, you know, does, does Athens have a plan yet for this winter season? Uh,
1: the plan I heard is that with the limited people, we would love you guys to put the games on the radio if we have them. Yes. Uh,
0: That's good. <laughs> the
1: school board is actually meeting tonight in COVID and to get an update from the superintendent is on of the COVID, like, response is what, is what it says in the meeting preview. So they might decide something tonight. Basically, I have a feeling these local teams like us, You, I know the TVC is probably working on it too with scheduling stuff, but I don't, unless we start seeing conference games moved up, I don't think we'll be playing many games
3: until Christmas, until after
2: Christmas. Yeah, and, you know, just talking about other sort of local teams, and, uh, Kevin Dunnigan, right, he, he used to work here, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. I know he coaches up at Circleville, and I know he seemed, in a, like, I forget what day of the week it was, but a tweet he had made it seem like they were, they were going to move on with playing. Now I don't know if you know, some of these other school systems starting to cancel changes, that plan, but there has been some schools announcing that they are going to start on time.
0: And that they start and, on, yeah, go ahead.
1: So I, and I know that with Logan being down, Athens, on the girls' side, Athens, girls versus Logan, that was supposed to be the season opener. Mm-hmm. That's been canceled because Logan's not going to be playing until, almost, until after Christmas. So I know that's the only game I know Athens has been affected during
0: the regular season, but not sure about the rest. Right, and I'm interested to figure it out, you know, what's happening with the Zanesville tournament. Uh, You know, there's a couple games coming up next week. Unfortunately, we won't be able to go out there and call those games yet. Uh, We're still putting things in place on our side, and, of course, it is, you know, the week of Thanksgiving. Um, So prior plans have been in place for a couple people, and um, so we look forward to going out and covering Athens games and covering, you know, the Trimble games and Elsonville, York games, you know, Joey and, and Brad are going to be doing the game of the week. Uh, Troy and I will have Athens and Electric. hope to see you there. And um, you know, but if it gets postponed, at least selfishly for us, it's not the worst thing in the world because then we we get to cover the full slate of games and put them on the radio. Um, but it, if it does get postponed, you know, it, it, I think it gives a little bit more time for people to adjust and figure out what they need to do. Especially if we if we
1: have this vaccine coming. Up, Basically, that's going to be the difference between having a normal season without, like, constant cancellations and stuff, getting more people back into the stadium, mm-hmm. or else it's just rolling of uh, bumps. These are bumps, and you have to avoid them.
0: Right, got to avoid the potholes. That way you don't get the flat tire, right? Cut down with... <laughs> But, well, oh, Trevor, we appreciate you calling in. Uh, you got any other any other things for us? Mm-hmm. And uh
1: yes. Yeah, so Ohio, Ohio basketball begins next week at the Illinois t- tournament. That's this right. will should be coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, the uh, from Illinois website we're opening with Wright State, and from Ohio, they mm-hmm. play North Carolina A and T. And then they close that multi-team event, or MET, as what has been they referring to, with number eight in host Illinois. The only big thing is that arena is going to be empty, so you don't have the orange crush on you for the Illinois game versus the number eight team in the country. So, which you know, house men's teams should be very good.
2: Right, right. And I thought I heard you had a trivia question this week, Trevor. I. I thought that's what Connor told me yesterday. I thought you can.
1: Basically, the <laughs> trivia question
0: is, I just need to pull it up. Well, you don't I even second. remember it? Oh, no. That must be good. Maybe he's taking a book out of uh, uh, Troy's page. Because you know, Troy always had to write them down. You'd know, he'd have to look them up and research them. Yeah. I got Trevor's last one. I remember that. Good I did.
1: have it now, still. So. All right. Ohio University and Athens High School have met
2: one time. What year and what was the score? Uh, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You said Ohio University and Athens High School met one time? Yep. Like, the was college played the high school?
1: Yes, in football. In football? And football. When they could. My God, okay. I was going to say so in basketball, but It would have
2: had football? to have been a long time ago.
0: The year and the score. So school was established in 1804, the university. Yes. Football wasn't established until like <laughs> <laughs> a little while after. If I'm going to have to put a, a number, uh, I'm only going with a year. I can't go down to like this month, this date. But if I'm going to have to guess this year, Trevor, my, my guess would be 1908. Joey, what do you got?
2: Uh, I I don't even know where to begin to think about guessing for this question. Um, yeah. I'm gonna guess the score was like eighty to nothing, <laughs> uh, and I'll go with like in like the 1920s. I don't know, Troy. What's the answer?
1: So the answer is it was according to Four Seasons football dot com. Mm-hmm. Ohio University played Athens in 1904. Oh, you're six, close. Six tie. 6-6 six, six time? Same, yes. And it's the same year Athens only matched up with the Plains High School because Athens and the Plains were separate high schools at one point. Huh. They both played Ohio University and the Plains High School in 1904, and Athens High School beat the Plains High School 6 nothing back then.
0: So, listen, so, we, we must not have had a good... You know, college football team back then. I mean, if if you're only going against a high school team and tying them six-six, you know, I, I wonder what the rest of the schedule looked like for the Bobcats. Yes, yeah, so you know,
1: but technically <laughs> in 2006, the NCAA made that new rules. So technically, this game is not in Ohio University football records because they were supposed to. <laughs> they pulled out all the old games from that did not meet the so you have to be a four-year college that offers a degree. You have to be a varsity opponent and such. So Athens does not meet either of those. You have to have both of those requirements, and Athens High School does not meet the, either of those requirements.
0: Well, the more you so know
1: technically, in no contest for Ohio. So it's a trick question. They never played.
0: Technically, they never played. But
1: <laughs> Athens High School can count it.
0: So That's Athens true. can count this game, but Ohio or can't least count I'm it? Counting it. Well, we don't well, want to count it. We don't, we don't want to count it. No, the Bob, okay,
2: they want to count. We don't want to count it. Keep that off the record.
0: <laughs> That's a good listen. Uh, if we didn't expose that one on the radio here, we people got to remember that for next year because I think that we should keep have that for uh, we, football Friday have, night. They probably will forgot forget, and I can write
1: more of these down and hand it to you <laughs> for football Friday night. And That's right. Stuff. You and Torque. Uh, me and I can
0: come up with a questions. Yeah, Trevor can be our Do
1: informed.
0: a bunch of giveaways. Yeah, there you go. Listen, that'd be good. We've got to get you in here to be like a producer or something. You know, you always got yep. all the information and everything, except we don't have a, a room in here for you yeah, to actually we can produce it. You can just put the... Uh, the uh, I
1: could
0: sit on the floor. Well, on, I mean, I'm not going to put you on the floor. Sit.
2: He can sit in the uh, the news booth, and then we'll put the rig in, and Trevor comes in in our ear no. like a producer. I you have a...
1: Like a coat closet that you guys keep saying, because put me in a coat closet. It's, we don't put me on
0: a headset. We don't even have a closet for the coats. I mean, the coats are just hanging on a on a rack. You, you walk in and then you see the coats hanging right there. Um, oh boy. Well, uh, listen, to give you a description of where it is, but this it's it's great. Um, you know, maybe we we, we got to figure out yeah, how to get a producer in here. Oh uh, you'd, you'd be the number one pick. Oh boy. <laughs> but I uh, appreciate it, Trevor. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Have a good Thanksgiving if we don't see it too. Yeah. See you at Massimo. Yep. Yes, sir. Again, Trevor Stevens, the uh, Athens statistician. How and the heck did he know that? I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a website or something out there that tells you, you know, all, all that. I don't want to say tells, but at least you can research it to look up the information. Also, what an
2: embarrassment. <laughs> Tying a high school football team. I mean, that's, of course, it was 1904. Football was a lot different back then, but my God.
0: Right, that was before, you know, all the, the was, forward pass part wasn't invented yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean if you're just running the ball and one team knows what you're gonna do, it might be a little bit easier for the high school kids knowing I, that the ball's gonna be run. I I don't I don't know. I that's that's stunning to me. That's, yeah. I'll try to pull it up on uh I don't, Wikipedia's not gonna have it, right? For the uh for the answer on no, that? No, probably not. We got to get to a break here. Yeah, we, we will get to a break, and we will take that break right now.
3: Uh, you're listening to Sportsman 0970, 97.1 FM, WATH. When you're a Fruit
0: customer, you're part of our family. Right now, save money store-wide with Fruit's 68th Anniversary Sale. Register every day in every store for your chance to win one of our grand or weekly prizes. We're giving away a $100 gift card, mountain bike, 32-inch HDTV, gift baskets, jackets, and more. To celebrate 68 years, many items in the store are only 68 cents. Thank you for being a part of our family for 68 years. Fruit. Your hometown family pharmacy. What in the world
3: is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on classic hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Stacey Unsinger, COVID survivor. I heard a lot about it, obviously, but nothing prepares you for when you actually get it. I started having trouble breathing. I felt like I was drowning. I went to the hospital and tested positive for coronavirus. My oxygen levels dropped really low. I spent several weeks on a ventilator. It was terrifying. I consider myself lucky to be able to share what happened. We can beat this, but it's going to take everyone doing the right thing every single day. Sponsored by the Ohio Hospital Association. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside for the sports
0: fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH Mills and Mike along with Joe Medore up until seven o'clock today. Just heard from Trevor Stevens, always great to hear from him. And our phone lines are open at 740 592 6646. 740 6646. You know, I, I just a one more on this, uh, you know, Athens versus Ohio uh, football game. I, I went back and Wikipedia doesn't even have a coach listed. Uh, for the, you know, nineteen, maybe they. Nah, no, I'm been looking in the no, bowl games head coach. Okay, here we go. Head coaches Henry Hart lost at the uh, tied Athens, and that's the one tie. <laughs> uh, two four and one with a win percentage at three fifty seven. So that's there we go. Now we got even a little bit more information on that. Well,
2: Hank was a terrible
0: football coach, obviously, because he tied a high school team. <laughs> Henry is is uh, is Hank a nickname for Henry? Come on, I don't man. know how do you not know that this this the guy's name is Henry that's what it's listed out on the uh on the Wikipedia site, so I'll call him henry anyway uh Bobcats basketball's starting up right around the corner next week uh, of course that you know the uh tournament the Bobcats will go in uh for the preseason as they get ready to go uh they were ranked second by the coaches poll that re- was released not too long ago and uh, on the other side of the bracket, you know, the uh, the women's basketball team is also ranked second, uh, according to the coaches' poll in the uh, Mid American Conference. So, you know, we got a lot of talent coming out of the Convocation Center this year. Uh, hopefully, things are able to turn around. We're able to go and watch them. Uh, but especially, you know, the, the players who are getting some notoriety here. Uh, of course, Jason Preston, who was, I think, third all time, uh, not all time, but third in assists last year in, across, you know, NCAA. And then, you uh, you know, Ben who was also very talented and, and had a great year last year as well. But with those two combined, uh, you know, this, this team is looking pretty, pretty good, especially what they were able to do last year and keep the majority of their team going into this year.
2: Yeah. I mean, mention the two guys, Preston, Vanderpals, Preston last year, 16 points a game, six boards, seven assists, you know, shot 51% from the field, 40% from three. He led the Mac in assist. He was second in the country. Second, uh, in total assist. And, uh, and assist, turnover ratio, minutes played. He was fifth in scoring and fourth in uh, field goal percentage. So he has emerged as one of the you know one of the better guys in the country. They're going to be an interesting team this year. Uh, went through a lot of growing pains last year. You know they they lost some really tough games uh, to teams that were better than them. But the you know the two Akron losses were tough. The first one was a come from behind type of game where they made it close in the end. The second time when they went to Akron, they were winning big and they blew it there. And uh, when they blew it there over in Akron, you know, they lost a couple of tough ones to Bowling Green. They played everybody tough, and they, they also pulled out a couple of games you probably didn't expect them to win. But, you know, just come back this year, you got, you got four solid guys returning. Obviously, Preston Vander are your guys. Ben Roderick at times last year when he was healthy, showed some promise. London McDay played a lot of minutes as a freshman. The big question on this team is, with Agbonda graduating, you'll lose Nate Springs. He transferred over to Kennesaw State. We don't really know who's going to step in at the five this year. I'd I'd say that's probably the biggest question, Mark, going into this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who is the big man, you know? And it it was Sylvester Arbonda last year. And now, uh, like you said, he graduated Nate Springs. He was a little bit uh, on on the skinnier side. He wasn't like a big body that you can throw underneath there and get the boards. Um, You know, he actually showed some some range for three. But, again, he transferred out. So that does leave a question mark as to who's who's left. Um, you're not. I don't think you want to move around Ben Vanderplas. I mean, he's the next tallest, biggest body uh, that, that's that's out there. So, I mean, maybe you could see PVP at the five, but I I don't anticipate it. Yeah, I mean, gotta... if, they,
2: if they want to go small, they can do that. I mean, you had Nolan Foster as a freshman last year. That's he, true. He played around nine minutes a game. Uh, you know did some things on the rebound, the basketball, you know, never really, not really that big of a scorer, Right. But, um, you know, maybe he'll be a guy that can step in. Uh, but yeah, that, that's definitely the, the only concern, but you know, I think they're going to be a real exciting team to watch this year. They've made a, a lot of strides. You expect guys like Preston Vanderplas and Roderick healthy and London McDay to only get better. They brought in Mark Sears from uh, the Hargrave Academy. Of course, we talked to, uh, who was the coach we talked to from there earlier in the summer?
0: Uh, Saltzman was able to get him on yeah, yeah, the program. Yeah. I, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about.
2: Madino, that's where he came from because his coach is now an assistant here, so he followed him here. So that's, that's a big addition. He'll add some depth on the bench for them this year. I mean, in his senior year uh, at Hargrave Academy, Sears averaged 14 points a game, three assists, and five boards. And uh, they went to the Final Four of the Prep National Championship with a 37-4 record. So, you know, that's a kid that was in a winning high school program, and he's going to come in here and be ready to go. So that applies some depth off the bench. they got the Brown Twins as well. You know, it's just going to be – I think it's going to be a deep one of the deeper teams they've had here in the past few years, uh, and if they can figure out what to do at that five position. Uh, I think they can really make a lot of noise this year. I think the only team that you could guarantee that, you know, just looking at it and – the coaches obviously feel the same way. The only team that I would say is definitely better than them going into the season is Bowling Green. Now, Akron's going to be tough. Buffalo's going to be tough. Uh, look, Continue to look on your side. Miami's going to be better this year. They returned everybody from a team last year, even though they kind of struggled last year. But there's going to be some good teams in the east side of the MAC division, so we'll see if they can rise to the occasion. But I would especially like to see, and I think we should expect to see, you know, a bit of a run in the MAC tournament from this Bobcats team this year, I'm not sure if it will lead to winning the whole thing this year just yet, but uh, I think they're gonna be darn impressive.
0: Well, yeah, I mean they finished the season above 500 last year. <laughs> they went 17-15. They did finish in the Mid-American Conference at a record of 8-10, uh, so under 500 with conference record. Uh, but there's a different, I think, atmosphere that that's surrounding this team. Last year was a little bit of unknown. You know, what's Jeff Bowles gonna do? Who are the guys that he's gonna bring in? You know, what does Coach Snap look like? What is uh you know, Jason Preston proved himself last year, as did BVP, but Preston especially second in the nation in assists. You know, I mean, he was a, a big question mark because... He was you know, a
2: stat sheet stuffer last year.
0: Right. But he was a, a talented player. He worked hard in the offseason. He got better. And not only did he get better, but he became one of the best players, you <clears> know, <throat> across the NCAA uh, when it comes to assists. So, you know... He's solidified, you know, as a starter. That's a guy that you don't have to worry about. You know, BVP is not a guy that you have to worry about. Let's see what, you know, the the progress and the development of, you know, guys like uh, Ben Roderick, Miles Brown, uh, London McDay, and also Nolan Foster. You know, let's see what those guys bring to the table in year number two under Jeff Bowles, because if they all step up and do their job, this is a, a darn good team. I believe it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I think uh, they're going to take a big step in the right direction this season. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how this uh, what holds up this year. Obviously, there's so much uncertainty with what's going to happen with the non-conference schedule and things like that. But if they can handle their business in the MAC, as I just said, I think Bowling Green's the only team that you could say with certainty is uh, going to be a better team than them this year. But yeah, just the development of pressure, as you mentioned, and you know, I think his freshman year was a little weird. Uh,
0: wasn't the right system for him?
2: Absolutely not. I mean, he's obviously a ball dominant point guard. He needs to have the ball in his hands and make things happen. And for whatever reason, it was Tavian Kirk. Who was that guy? <laughs> Freshman year, and uh, who? I don't want to slander the guy, but he was he was tough. I mean, it was a tough offense to watch uh, in Saul's last year <laughs> because they struggled mightily to to shoot the ball and really get things going offensively, but you saw last year, you know, and Preston was kind of asked his freshman year to be kind of a catch-and-shoot kind of guy, not really having the ball in his hands. But you saw last year, the offense needs to run through him. I mean, he's, you know, one of the most dynamic guys on the court every time he steps on. I mean, he had a, I mean, a couple, he had almost a couple triple-doubles last year. I mean, this guy can fill up the stat sheet. We saw when he gets going from behind the arc, he's over 40% shooting. He's over 50% shooting from the field in general. I mean, he, he's your guy. And then, you know, to have a supporting guy like Vanderplas, I mean, in the MAC, it's huge to have recognition like they do with two guys in the preseason, you know, in the preseason All MAC picture. I mean, that's
0: not something that we've seen here over these last few seasons. Right. And, you know, to so take a look at the All MAC first team uh, Lauren Christian Jackson, a senior guard out of Akron, Justin Turner, a grad student guard out of Bowling Green, uh, Javon Graves, a senior a guard out of Buffalo. Jason Preston Jr. Uh, right here with Ohio, and Marin Jackson, senior guard out of Toledo. So the one thing that you see there is that you got you know, four other seniors surrounding him. He's the only junior, you know. And then you take a look on the other side for second team. Ben VanderPlas is the only junior on the second team. Uh, you know, you got a, a senior out of Ball State. Uh, you got DeQuan Plowden, a senior out of Bowling Green. Uh, you know, another junior out of Buffalo and then a uh, a senior uh, Danny Pippen uh out of Kent State. So you have, you know, two young guys who are gonna be here not only for this year, but for next year too. And they they're already, you know, recognized as some of the best players in the mid American conference, and the season hasn't even started yet. This is just going off of what they did last year. So there's a lot of uh, confidence going around Ohio right now, and it's not just gonna be, you know, a one year, all right you know, we got our seniors, we got a couple of grad seniors who are going to go out and try and win this thing. No, you know, you're going to be successful this year. You're going to be successful next year. And then when you have, you know, young guys like this and, and given opportunities for the, you know, a guy like Ben Roderick or uh, London McDay, other, you know, sophomores and uh, freshmen, you get them into the lineup and you get them working, they get that experience. And then, you know, going into, you know, next year, this year's team is going to be pretty good. Next year's team is, is going to be even better and uh it, it's just going to be fun to watch this ride and it starts in 2020 as long as they can get this season up and going right because that's the big question mark can you have the season uh is, is it going to be able is it feasible you know with all the testing and everything um you know again i haven't seen anything with with ohio with you know restricting any family members from going inside the convocation center i haven't seen them uh restricting anything to go into peden like Ohio State did yesterday, um, but you know it's it's all comes into question. Where you know as long as you can have this season, it's going to be I think a good year for for Ohio basketball wise. Yeah, I think you got to be pleased with how
2: quickly uh, you know the the, uh, the the kind of feeling around the program has changed. Because I mean, after you know a couple of years ago, that team was. They were tough to watch at times. And, of course, I saw uh, his last year he gets fired. You bring in an alumni in Bowles who had some success down at Stony Brook, got them to a tournament one year. Um, he gets the big recruit in Ben Roderick all of a sudden. And, you know, it's he did a good job keeping some guys around because usually when you see a coach get fired. And we saw a couple guys leave. Travion, or Tavion Kirk transferred out. Uh, Jason Carter transferred yep. out. We all know how talented of a player he was. Went out to uh, Xavier. Uh, but he was able to keep some key guys like Preston, like Plas. obviously Nate Springs eventually went on to transfer, but he stuck around for last year. And I think that helped a lot just to have those guys because, you know, sometimes it takes a new coach a couple of years to get their recruits in there before, uh, you know, they really start having success. But he had a couple, you know, young studs waiting for him to already work with who stuck with him. And uh, I think it's paid out great for both of them. I mean, you know, Preston average. And we talked about his average earlier of uh, Vanderplas averaged 16 points a game last year. We know what he can do when he gets cooking from behind the arc as well. And uh real versatile player he is. And, uh, you know, we saw some freshmen play some big minutes and that's going to be huge. I feel like for this season, I think this team you're returning, you know, four out of five starters. And I think that's, uh, that's going to be absolutely huge. And we, you know, I keep harping on this. They're going to have to figure it out down at the five position, you know, because that's the question mark right now it might be, you know, early on a by committee type of thing you know who who's gonna play well uh, who's playing the best and they got a couple freshmen and uh, of course we mentioned Nolan Foster who played you know he was kind of the backup to to Agbonda at times last year Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see but I think uh, there should be a lot of excitement around what this program is gonna be able to do this year and as you mentioned you know not even just this year, they're going to bring all these guys back next year for another round and right. then another year of bowls and stealing his system, another year of bringing his recruits in. So, you know, this basketball program went from, you know, bottom to the Mac last year. And all of a sudden, in one year, the change is they're getting a first-place vote in the coaches' poll and they're predicted the second-best team in the conference. I mean, not a lot of coaches can turn a program around like that that quickly.
0: Well, I think the big key here... It's a culture change, right? I they, mean, Bowles got them to bought in, to, to buy in. He got Preston to buy into the program that, that he was selling. You know, he got Ben Vanderplast to buy in on the program. Obviously, you know, he got Ben Roderick uh, as a recruit right off the bat to buy in to what he was going to do here at Ohio. And, and then he you know, instilled, you know, all of what he wanted to do. And it's been a, a tremendous turnaround from just, just a year. I mean, preseason poll last year, you had the Bobcats all the way down. I thought, all right, maybe that's a little bit too low. I don't know how you know high Ohio's going to be next year. I didn't think they're going to be terrible, but I also didn't think you know they were going to be as great as they uh, they were. They exceeded, I think, everybody's expectations. You know, I don't think anyone thought they'd have a winning record last year, <laughs> but they did. You know, and now this year they're reaping some of the benefits from from last year because of the success that they had and the players that they have currently. And they won, um, you know, won a MAC tournament game as yeah. well. But now you got to go out there and, and and do it again, you know. Now you got to go out there and prove that last year just was not a fluke. Well, they got to be better than last year. I think if they are 17
2: and 15 again, that's a bit of a letdown.
0: Well, right. But I mean, it's a new year. It's been a weird year, you know. You got to go out there and and prove that you know what they did in the season of 2019 uh, is sustainable. Is is something that they can build upon, and all the indications are that it is. Um you know? But I got to go out there and do it in year number two for uh, for Jeff Bowles and see how far they can go. You know, it's going to be a a difficult year in all facets. But let's see how far this team can go because it's. I think we're in for a fun ride, Uh, especially since you know we we get to listen to it anytime that we need to uh, with our sister station WXTQ power on a five, the flagship uh, for the Ohio Bobcats. So that's looking forward to it. Uh, You know, obviously looking forward to. Even it's, we're going to get a little bit of overlap here between the basketball season and the football season, too, uh, with the Bowling Green game coming up for Ohio. Uh, but we'll take another short break right here on the Sportsman on the other side. Uh, women's basketball, I think we're going to talk about them a lot uh, more tomorrow. we got Scott Thomas calling in to the program that's reported for The Post. Uh, but Thomas is going to talk about the women's basketball team tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll preview a little bit of that. Here coming up next. It's a sportsman presented by JNK Contract, AI 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH.
3: Daily from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into to the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. and local. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And
0: it's a sports fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. That was Mike along with Joe Medore. We got you for 10 more minutes and our phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. 740-592-6646. Uh, you know, it's you know, getting towards the end of the week. It's a Thursday here, Joey, and you know I, I can't believe, you know, it's uh, Thanksgiving next week. I think we'll be well, I know we'll be uh doing the show remotely. Uh we got to figure that out, you know, we, we uh you know, somehow some way we'll we'll get back on the airwaves and uh, I'm, of course going will be sportsmen Thursday.
2: A, I don't know where I'm going to find a room in my house that will uh not be loud. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, it's not is it cold out in Baltimore? I mean, could you go outside? Yeah, man, it's, it's directly what, east of here. It's the same weather.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's always <laughs> funny because anytime we get, like, rain or anything, I know it's going to head over to Jersey in the yep. next two to three hours. Yep. You know, because that's, that's how it works. You know.
2: Well, I mean, it depends on the day. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. To figure it out. My dog might bother me during the, during the show. He, he's a, Plus,
0: sky brings her dog. a wild for, little uh, guy. Well,
2: with all due respect, our dogs are not the same.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Is your
0: dog a little bit bigger? A little, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And for those who who stick with us through uh, Classic Caravan all the way here, throughout the Sportsman, you know, you've heard. Yeah, you know, Rue does not have, or uh, Sky does not have a big dog. I mean, Rue is very tiny. You can place Rue anywhere, you know, scarf or whatever. But uh, you know, it's just. Yeah, I guess your dog is a little bit, a little bit bigger than that. I, I think most dogs are definitely bigger than uh, than Sky's. My dog would terrorize this radio station, <laughs> radio the whole station. Yeah, it's that big, huh? He'd cover.
2: I mean, he'd cover it all in about three, you know, strides. He's so, a big
0: boy. He can run. There you go. There you go. But we'll we'll figure it out for next week for the sports fan, and then of course, uh, you know, we'll be back in, in action, you know, the following Monday, you know, in full capacity. But you know, Barticus is doing his show remotely over on uh, WXTQ. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out a way to uh, to do it. Unfortunately, though, we can't take. You know, phone calls or anything next week. and uh, Like I said, we're not going to have a sports fan on Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll let everybody we're enjoy not. their... Uh, no, I mean, do you want to do a... a sp- no, 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 I was just checking. I didn't yeah.
2: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to do one. I mean, you could absolutely figure out a way to do one. I'll be all right. Because it's all you. I'll, you gotta, c- I'll just talk about sports with uh my family instead. <laughs> <laughs> just put a mic right in the room as as you guys talk about it. Um but yeah it's again it's a time of the year where hopefully you know uh things are able to to turn out all right and uh you know we're able to have these these winter seasons up and coming the one thing i want to ask trevor and the the thing that you know kind of relates to all this with postponements and things is that new jersey has kind of flipped everything off to the side what they decided to do is for their wrestling season that normally starts you know first uh, Monday before Thanksgiving so that would have been you know this past Monday. And instead, they're starting the wrestling season on March 1st. So they're March 1st, you know that one uh, first, second and third, that's normally where you get to see, you spring know, the spring sports start. Well, spring sports definitely. But on the other side, you also see that that's when the end of the season's supposed to be, you know, that, that's when the, uh, the championship tournament is is uh, in place. You know they, In New Jersey, they go down to Atlantic City and they have the, the giant wrestling tournament there. Uh, so New Jersey got a little bit creative in figuring out you know, how to do things. I know West Virginia, I think, has shut some things down for athletics, uh, but again, all indications point to OHSA allowing this winter season to happen and happening at a time where you know other sports are not having things. So we got to be thankful for that, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what I was – I would, wanted to ask Trevor, you know, if there was any talks of everyone just deciding, let's just push this thing back a little bit. Let's all go have winter breaks, stay away from people for a little bit. Everybody's not in the school buildings, alone at home. You know, if someone gets it, they're staying home, not going out, spreading it. And then let's try and come back and play a basketball season because I don't know if you're going to be able to pull it off. I mean, the cases they have – you know, the cases are higher than they've ever been. You know, I've seen numbers that like the highest cases now are like three times the amount they were back in, you know, April and May and things like that. When we thought it was bad back then. So, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know if you're going to be able to bring 300 people into a gym, watch a basketball game, you know, multiple times a week and not expect this thing to continue in the direction that it's been heading. So, you know, we obviously we're starting to see some of the other counties deciding to postpone until at least, you know, late December, maybe January, uh, when we get back to school and whatnot. Um, obviously, you know, we want to go out there and cover these games because I think, uh, especially down here, the TVC is kind of up for grabs this year. I think there's, uh, you know, you can't really make a case for one team that's uh, head and shoulders better than the rest. But uh I don't know. It's a situation where it's hard to... Right now, it's hard to imagine logistically making this happen given the landscape of, uh, you know, everything going on across the state. You know, there's a curfew that starts today. Uh, Trevor mentioned some other cities have their own curfews that are even earlier than the one that the governor has
0: let out. Yeah, 6 o'clock, I think. is that, That's what he said for uh, Franklin County? That's what he said, yeah. So, I mean, that just eliminates really everything. I mean... That we get on the air at 6. I mean, they, they've been in a curfew for about I an mean, hour. I mean, some
2: practices in high school you go to are done are done after 6. Right. Especially basketball. you got to share the gym with, you know, other people. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, depending on when your gym time is, you
0: might not get out of there until 7, 8 o'clock. And the thing about, you know, mandating whatever the attendance is, you know, some places, uh, you know, at Athens, you, you got uh, some gym space there. You know, 300 is probably right around where you want to be, uh, not any more, not any less. Uh, well, if you want to be less, you can, of course, be less. But, uh, you know, there are certain areas where you're kind of crammed in and maybe 300's too much in a spot. Or, you know, maybe if it's uh, the Wellston game, Wellston has ample amount of seating from mm-hmm. around the area. So they could probably fit more than 300. Um, they probably so that, could do a bubble in Wellston. They got a great gym out there. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, they used to host, Troy was telling me about it last year as we were driving to and from, uh, but they used to host. Not a fun drive, by the way. Not, not a fun drive. It depends on which way you go. I, well, the way I go
2: isn't fun. You, well, do you, you, you go you, through you, the mountains yeah, and everything? Yeah, I don't know where you end up. You end up in like some swampy type areas and, you know, it's really dark and I did. Uh, get a, get a, a truck
0: ride from Troy and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take you the right way mm-hmm. out to Wellston because that, that's a, I don't, I don't remember it being a bad ride. Not, it's not terrible. It's about the furthest we'll go. Uh, but it, it, it's not too bad. You know? Well, aren't you tough? What? I mean, this I could go through... Listen, you can show me whatever way you go through. That's fine. <laughs> However you make your way out to uh, to Elston. But, you know, we'll, we'll go out. We'll cover those games. i uh, got to get in touch with all the athletic directors and figure out, you know, which games are covering when. Uh, Troy will be on the Sportsman tomorrow as we set forth a plan. And, of course, now with our website working... Uh, you can check our updated broadcast schedule. That will be updated no later than Sunday, so you can figure out where we will be. Uh, obviously, right here on 970 WATH, we will have all of the Athens Bulldog uh, basketball games coming up, um, you know, except for next week. We, we just won't have enough people around here at the station to to be able to cover those games. Uh, you know, and, and, yeah, Troy's listening to us right now, and he says, uh, you know, Wellston's right off the highway. It's easy. I don't know what way you go. I follow the GPS, man. I don't.
2: You know, I don't know why I'm getting slandered here. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry, Troy. Apologize. I'll take the right way next time. Listen, you just got to take. I the wasn't highway. driving. I was in the back seat. All right, you got to blame the driver then. I think Whoever's... it was. I think it was Nick Henthorn was driving.
0: Well, all right, then blame him. Yeah, he he took you the wrong way. Anyway, it's been the Sportsman. We'll have Troy Bowling on the program tomorrow. Looking forward to that. For Trevor Stevens, Joe Medor, this is Conor Sign signing off. We will see you tomorrow, six oh six, right here on the Sportsman.
3: In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, FM. COVID cases multiplying quickly. We want to call on every American to increase their vigilance.